Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Try and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited that you're here. If you are tuning in for the first time, this podcast is all about telling you what you need to know so you can do the things that you want and need to do in your life. And today's episode is all about how to make more things happen in any arena of your life, no matter what you do, what you sell, what business you own. We are talking about the five fundamental skills that you have to have, hone in on, perfect, and make active in your life in order to be more effective in anything that you do. Now I get it. Nobody likes to hear the word sales. And over the years, it's really acquired a bad reputation for just pushiness or pressure or annoyance. Yet I have newsflash for you. Everyone is actually in the sales business, whether you believe it or not. If you have applied for a job, sold a product, owned a business, led a team, or you lead a team, you're a parent, you've literally done anything in your life, you have been in a form of sales. My first job out of college was a sales job. And I'll be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I took the job under one condition that I would be able to move to sunny California after I completed my sales training as well as um, I was under the impression that no matter what job I wanted to move into, you had to really start on the front line and understand the sales elements of the work that we did. Now, life has taken me in many other directions over the course of, of the years and various roles, but the bottom line is that I have found many of those skills to be invaluable in almost every single role I've ever had. And I've also witnessed a handful of other sales skills and other very successful leaders. And there is a common theme in many of these. And so I am sharing those with you today. So as you hear these, I want you to think about where you fall or kind of gauge your performance level in any of those arenas, because I want you to be your biggest asset and not your biggest liability. I want you to go out there and make more things happen or be more effective at the work you're trying to convey, the work you're trying to do, the truth you're trying to tell, whatever that might be for you. I want you to have the effective skills that you need to do it the best that you can possibly do. So if it's something that you feel like, ah, I'm not so strong on, maybe I could work on, there are so many resources in every one of these arenas and almost every single one of these, you can practice on a very local granular level in your home, with your friends, with your family. So think about each of these and I want you to hone in on any of these that you feel you might be able to work on so that whether it's now or tomorrow or in the next chapter of life, you are ready and set to go and be effective and make things happen. So the number one skill is the art of negotiation. Now, negotiation is really intended to aim at a mutually beneficial outcome for two different parties, or maybe there's more parties. Now, if you do not have this skill and you do not have the art of negotiation, I promise you, you will get walked all over especially if you consider yourself to be very you know, kind and easygoing and go with the flow, you will get walked all over and you will miss so many opportunities. You're gonna react emotionally, you're gonna regret things. Don't get walked all over. Develop this skill. With all of our differences that we've got, you've got to learn what I call the dance of negotiation. You've gotta understand who you're dancing with, understand perspectives, learn to really read a person, know their objectives, their goals, and how to come to an agreement with others in a way that is mutually beneficial. Not 50-50 equal, it's not always gonna be fair, but that is mutually beneficial. Now this isn't just a skill you're gonna need in your professional life, but also 
your home life. This is so, so, so important. We all have different goals and different viewpoints and different objectives. And everybody that we work with, we spend time with, we do business with, they're all different. And if they're too similar, side note, it's time to go shake things up in that area of your life. But back to the dance and the art of negotiation. You want to build this skill in small places and big places. Seriously, like you can practice this with this like, where do you go to pick dinner? Or coming to terms with your kids on an agreement, but really building that muscle of being able to negotiate and not always being the one to lose or take the short end of the deal. So not just you have to kind of learn that dance of it, but you've got to learn how to close the dance and head to the direction that you want to go because it's one thing to to talk about things and to have a negotiation but it's another thing to actually do things and make them happen to be clear on next steps to see that action happening and that movement being made so it's almost like saying you know we should meet up sometime rather than like picking a place and and setting a date and making it happen. So especially if you have a business, go learn the art of negotiation. There are actual skills you need to have to be able to effectively negotiate with other people. But especially if you have this business, it's not gonna grow if sales aren't made. That's how your business keeps growing. So go build this skill, practice this muscle in small places so that you're ready in bigger conversations and bigger decisions and do not get walked all over. Number two, the ability to build relationships that aren't just about your gain. We're such a what's in it for me society, but if you're only in it for you, you might as well get out because you're in the business of others. No matter what you do, we're all on this earth to be in the business of people. So if you're thinking that everything is all about you, I want to challenge you to really shift your mindset on this because that is where true just fulfillment and purpose and success are going to happen is when we really make it about others and about their success and their gain as well. People are longing for real, authentic, true human beings around them. Why do you think that so many people are buying from brands with really good stories these days? Like they feel this connection, this community. They feel like they're not alone. The brand is speaking to them. They're getting something out of this too. So you've got to be able to seek out these relationships that aren't just beneficial necessarily for, for you, but are really impactful and purposeful and intentional relationships. You don't have to be great friends with everyone you sell to, that you work with, or that you work for, but you do have to genuinely, genuinely care about people and not make the world revolve around you. Remember, whatever you're in the business of or whatever it is, the work that you do, it's all about meeting a need and serving other people. And you can't wait for them to come and find you. You have got to build this, these relationships. It's more than just a like on social media. It's more than you know telling people, oh, things are good, they're fine. It's about engaging in real conversations with real people and building real connections. So think about the relationships that you have in your life and how many of them revolve just around you and how many of them are, are really around others and think about how you can set out to really tweak that skill of relationship building and putting yourself in places and in communities and in connections where you're able to to help and to contribute to a cause or to help build a community or a connection or a feeling around something that isn't just for your gain. Thirdly, 
having confidence and confidence done right. This is one that so many people, especially women, struggle with, especially Christians struggle with, just this feeling that I want to be humble. And so you kind of shriek back and and don't step into so many different opportunities. But confidence isn't necessarily, or it doesn't really equate to arrogance. It's really about boldly stepping into who you are as a person. It's what conveys this assurance. It's what builds trust and it's what builds loyalty. If you think about people that you look up to, that you respect, that you admire, they carry themselves well and they carry themselves with confidence. If you don't have confidence in what you are selling or your role, even if that is just parenting or promoting yourself for a job you're applying for, how on earth can you expect someone else to have confidence in you? Even if you consider yourself kind of like this peacemaker, I'm an anti-feather ruffler, you can still be confident and strong. You should be. You don't need to be hiding in the background. You need to go out there and be seen. Do what you do best. It's a gift. You should be want to and, and feel this need to go and share it and confidently share what you have been given. So as you face decisions and conversations, you know, with confidence, that doesn't mean that that dissension and disagreement and and feedback aren't going to arise. And and none of these are bad. These are actually really good, right? We should make space for for healthy conflict in our lives and really welcome it. We should all be welcoming feedback and, and disagreement, but that doesn't mean that we can't act boldly and confidently. I read a really great quote from a management scholar last week, Carl Weick, and it said, argue like you're right and listen like you're wrong. I was like, yes, that is so good to be able to walk into a room, a conversation, a negotiation, whatever it is, and pitch an idea, a thought, a belief, have a conversation, but argue like you're right and boldly and confidently argue your point or share your opinions or share your ideas, but listen like we're wrong and being open to feedback and to conversation so that we can perfect our thought or perfect our idea or grow stronger roots in the belief that we might have, whatever that might be, but arguing like we're right and listening like we're wrong, but really shifting that mindset that you have had around confidence. And I want to challenge you to think about how you can be more bold and confident in who you are, what skills you have, what gifts you've been given, what ideas you have to share rather than hiding them. Let them be seen. So argue like you're right, listening to like you're wrong, having more confidence in you, what you've been given and what you do. The fourth skill, now hang with me on this one because I don't want it to sound cliche, but are very effective communication skills. I'm not talking about necessarily being the best public speaker because I know that not everyone is, is willing to face that fear, but you do need to start practicing that and being able to speak your voice, share your thoughts, listen well, read an audience. It's not enough and it's not gonna be enough if you wanna be very successful to just be a texter or to be an avoider. You have got to be able to look people in the eye, smile on the phone, humanize that text, humanize the email, listen really, really well, ask good questions, talk less, listen more, have immense and radical empathy for people. You see, every human desires to be seen and to be valued. 
And you have that ability to meet that need no matter what you do. You have an ability to build a reputation for what kind of communicator or communication that you have. Are you honest or transparent in your brand, in your interactions? So no matter, like I said, what what you're doing or what kind of business you have, you have got to be able to, to convey what you stand for and how you respond and how you engage and interact and make people feel because it's not enough to write words in a text and write words in an email. So I challenge you to really think about what does this look like in your life and how might you be able to keep honing in on those skills rather than unconsciously letting so many of those skills and especially if you've got like a team or you've got kids like those skills are all slowly washing away and so how can we revive those and keep this feeling of of community and connection alive because beneath everything that you see at surface level like i said is this really built in human need to be seen and to feel valued and to feel connected and to feel part of community. And so you have an opportunity to create that in what you do and how you do it and how you sell it and how you promote it. Think about what you might be able to do to really practice and and build the skill and keep it alive and active in the process. The last skill is seeing sales as serving. We are here to serve people. Like I said, we are in the business of people Yes, we are all in sales, but we are in the business of people. And so we have got to see sales and and what we do as a true act of service. If you see yourself as someone who sells rather than serves. So think about that. If, if you have a, a business or you're working for somebody or kind of selling your, your department and what they do and how they help people or a product that you're selling. If you see yourself as just someone who sells rather than someone who serves, you're going to be limited by what you sell. Now, if you see yourself as someone who serves, your opportunities become limitless. Now, I know that one was a bit of a tongue twister, but it is is so true. We have created this really ceiling on ourselves because so many of us, whether we are in a department or have a company or whatever that is, we, we kind of see our ourselves as limited by what we do rather than the art of serving and letting that really open up this, this ceiling for potential that we have to to serve by means of what we sell or by what we do or by what we create or by what we make. You see, it's not really about like pushing something on somebody or pulling people towards your your product or to your business. It's about positioning ourselves right in an act of serving people. It's about really having empathy and compassion and the ability to, to connect and meet people where they are and meet this need. If you think about when you go to a restaurant, right? A server has this like perfected. They meet you exactly where you're at. They welcome you when you show up. Then they transition to sharing what they have on the menu or what their specialties are or what they're they're serving. Then they kind of go to anticipating your needs, right? They sense that you might be thirsty, you might be ready for dessert, and they bring out this beautiful tray of all the desserts that are on the menu for the evening or or at 
the end of your visit, they know how to close it really well and leave you on a good note and make you feel valued and appreciated, thanking you for coming in and for, for your service, right? They have this ability to meet you where you're at in that dining experience. And so we have got to view what we do as, as this, this ability to see ourselves as someone who serves and truly meets people right where they're at. Think about when you see somebody volunteer, maybe you volunteer somewhere, you're meeting a need where the need is. You're meeting people where they're at. And so if we can really frame the work that we do as meeting a need and serving people and trying to empathize with the needs they have or the place that they're coming from, rather than pushing the place we're coming from on other people, it will very, very much so help you be more successful in any arena because now you have connected with a pain point. You have met someone where they are at. You have shown this ability to to empathize and really show up to help and serve and meet the need of people. So you, your job, your role, your department, your business, you are there to serve and to respond to a need. So meet people where they're at and see serving over selling. Regardless of how you have viewed salespeople, you have got to be one too in many seasons and in many different ways. Whether you are out applying for a job, you're launching a business, you're parenting, you're trying to pitch an idea, these five skills will help you show up better in all of these places and make a lasting connection, a lasting impact, a lasting reputation beyond just that one interaction. So you've got to really be building its muscle and keep it active. And in different seasons, some of these become more impactful or more influential than others. So you don't have to do them all at once. Just choose one or or a few to focus on or the ones that you might need most in this stage of life and build its muscle and keep it active. Practice it in the small ways right in front of you so that when those bigger and more impactful, more meaningful uh, moments occur, you have really built that skill and you can become that much more effective. So here are today's truths and takeaways. Number one, newsflash, we are all in sales. Number two, and most importantly, don't get walked all over. Learn the art of negotiation. Follow the dance. Don't rush the dance. Choose the destination. Number three, don't hate. Steal their sales secrets to success. Number four, meet people where they're at. Don't make it all about you. Number five, build meaningful relationships. Don't wait until you really need them. Start now. And number six, serve people, have empathy, be confident, care deeply, and connect authentically, and the rest is going to follow suit. Until next time. 